Hi, I'm PJ Vogt, here to tell you about my podcast called Search Engine, voted one of the best new podcasts by Time Magazine, Vogue, and The Economist. We answer fascinating questions about business, tech, and history. Questions like, who should be in charge of artificial intelligence? Or, how did ADHD medication get so popular so fast? Listen and follow Search Engine with PJ Vote and Odyssey Podcast. Available now on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The lights are out. The game is over. Ready to break it down. It's time for Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. And of course, Warriors Wrap Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. Chris Towns and Matt Steinmetz still here at Oracle, the Crown Royal Club, as the Golden State Warriors absolutely maul. The New Orleans Pelicans, 123-101. to I don't even think this score did the game justice. At one point, the Warriors had a 31-point lead. The game got out of hand in the second quarter, and this thing was over relatively early. Just a great start to the second round for the Warriors. I couldn't have started any better, to tell you the truth. They played great defense. They took the Pelicans out of anything they wanted to do in that second quarter. Their offense, the ball was moving better than it did, uh, certainly at the end of the season, and probably better than it did against the Spurs, which stands the reason because the Spurs are a a better defensive team than the Pelicans. Uh, There were just positive contributions all around from the Warriors, and it was a complete win, and it was probably their best game of the postseason. And they made Anthony Davis one of the best players in the league, at times he looked overwhelmed. He really did. They, they, were, they were smothering him at times on the interior. So I thought it was a great start to the second round for the Warriors. And now they get Steph Curry back likely on uh, Tuesday. <laughs> and so the nice thing is is they can bring him back and they have a 1-0 lead and, and probably play it pretty cautious with him. So, again, just to... Just a great start for the Warriors against the Pelicans, a team that looked very, very good against the Blazers. The number is 888 That's 888 Warriors with the win, 123-101. to We want to hear from you. Leaving the game. Hopefully you're not home yet. You can give us a call at 888 As at uh, six-something... Left in the game, people were heading for the for the cars because uh, this thing was over. Beyonce and Jay Z, by the way, stayed the whole game. I was right. very impressed by that. But I got to tell you, Matt, I, I I did not see this one coming. I mean, obviously, defense, as Steve Kerr says all the time, defense sets up the offense, and their defense. I mean, this is this was kind of the the performance we've been waiting for from this team. It really is. It really is. And if you go up and down that roster. Whether you're talking about Kavon Looney, whether you're talking about Quinn Cook, David West, heck, let's give Nick Young some credit. If for no other reason than he got the start, and in 21 minutes he only took four shots. Now, 
ordinarily that's not a good thing. I because I think Nick Young's got to shoot, but you could tell he was really conscientious out there tonight. Uh, got in the passing lanes a couple times in the second half, uh, but you can run again up and down this roster, and everybody chipped in at some point. And then you look at the Pelicans roster. And you're saying, gosh, can we find one person who played well? And I guess you'd say Etwan Moore, but just because he went 7 for 11 from the floor. Uh, Miritich wasn't a factor. Their backcourt of Holiday and Rondo struggled. And the Warriors just, they put on a complete display tonight. You want to know when you really knew the Pelicans were in trouble? It was at the end of the first quarter. I have the first quarter box. The Pelicans shot 60% from the floor to where Golden State shot 46.4, but yet Golden State still had a lead 35-34. They had the same amount of threes. They both had two. But the fact that you're shooting 60 and they're shooting basically 47, I mean, that's, I mean, and you don't have the lead. And then they go on that 24-2 run, and it's ball game over. Yeah, pretty much. It really was, Townie. And look at the rebounding. 57-42, to 42, the Warriors won the rebounding battle. That's always a great sign because that's effort, all right? When rebounding a lot of times is effort. And so the, the, we saw that in the, in the Spurs series, how the Warriors started rebounding better, too. And, and that, like I said, is a good sign. Draymond Green was fantastic again tonight. The, the Pelicans came out and they put Drew Holiday on him to start the game, which is a little bit of an interesting matchup. You know, you look at the Warriors, and there are some there are some people that say, well, try to take Draymond Green out of the game. Because if you could take Draymond Green out, then they lose a facilitator. Other people think, well, let's try to shut down Clay Thompson. Or, I mean, when Curry comes back, this team's going to have so many weapons again. Uh, I just think this bodes extremely well. It looks like the Warriors were really just biding their time to the postseason. Triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. That's triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. Want your reaction to this big game one win? And I, I, what's the mindset of the New Orleans Pelicans? You get absolutely run off the floor, and Steph Curry's coming back. You know, I, I don't. I mean, they're not going to quit. They're not going to quit. And the one thing we know about the NBA playoffs is there's usually a big difference between game one and game two. I know Steph Curry will be back, but that game doesn't win itself. They still have to come out, and they have to play well, and they have to execute. It it does look like the Pelicans are going to really struggle to stop the Warriors uh, on the defensive end. And that was the one thing that, Coming into this series, you did think the Warriors had a had an advantage. The Warriors are a better defensive team than than the Pelicans, and I think it showed tonight. But I do think there, there's got to be something in, your, in the back of your mind. You know, you, you you came into the postseason hot. You roll the Blazers. You're feeling so good about yourself. You're feeling the confident uh, the confidence. We talked about it in Warriors warm up where we said, you know what. They got to be thinking to themselves, you know, Steph Curry's not in this game. We can come out and get this one in game one. And it's not even close. It's a blowout. You were down at one point by 31. Yeah. 
I mean, I don't think the Pelicans' problem is going to be – well, they're going to have more trouble scoring against the Warriors, obviously, than they did against the Blazers. Uh, but I, I, that's going to be the biggest problem is how does the how do the Pelicans slow down the Warriors? And I'm not sure I know the answer to that. Davis can be a pretty good individual defender, and even their backcourt's not a bad defensive backcourt, but for some reason – you know, the Warriors kind of diced them up tonight. Again, I, I don't believe in momentum in the postseason. So game two, it's going to be another entity altogether. And there are times when you come out in game two and you, you think you got a series one or you think it's going to be an easy thing or a piece of cake. And things have a way of, of changing over the course of a series. But... You look at game one, it couldn't have, it couldn't have come down any better for the Warriors. The number is 888 That's 888 It's time to hear from the fans. Brought to you by Nation's Giant Hamburgers. Keep it real. Make it Nations. Who's going to lead us off tonight? Let's go to Ethan in San Rafael. Good evening. Welcome to the program, Ethan. Hey, Matt. Hey, Chris. Um, great show. Just want to make a quick point. And I think we're really overlooking the situation, the fact that why did the Pelicans play that against the Warriors? Because they played the Blazers, and the Blazers aren't very good. I don't know if the Blazers aren't very good. I, I think that, you know, if, if you look at the Western Conference standings, it was Houston, it was Golden State, and then it was the, the Blazers. But really, the difference between the Blazers at three and the Nuggets at nine it was almost negligible. It was two or three games. So the you're right about the Blazers in that they probably weren't a traditional three seed, but they weren't chop liver either. It's a team that's been to the playoffs uh, quite a bit. I think it's more of a, a case of matchups. The Pelicans matched up extremely well against uh, the Blazers, especially in the backcourt, and then the Blazers had nobody who could guard Anthony Davis. Nurkic certainly couldn't do it. And then you look at the Warriors, and quietly they have a bunch of guys they can throw it at uh, Anthony Davis, whether it's Looney, whether it's Draymond, whether it's Durant himself. So back to the drawing board for, for the Pelicans, but they don't play a lot of players. So it, nobody's going to come out of the blue in terms of, a guy you don't think's going to hurt him, but maybe they have something up their sleeve in terms of uh, different kind of matchups because they they do they can change a lot of things. They had Drew Holiday guard uh, Draymond Green a lot of times tonight. Well, what you could do is go try to put Drew Holiday on Steph Curry on Tuesday, uh, maybe slow him down on his first game back. But you know, I'm just running down things over the on the top of my head and nothing really would have worked tonight it really just seemed like the Warriors were locked in it almost seemed like the Warriors had heard enough about the Pelicans and how the Pelicans were going to be a a problem for them and they went out and said don't forget we're still the Warriors anything else Ethan all right triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy and really for me game two it's like what keeps the Pelicans in this the Warriors coming out, not playing the way they played tonight. It's it's really like the Warriors will keep them in in games, if that makes sense. If no. they come out and not have a hot start, if they come out without that, you know, 
the old chip on their shoulder. If they don't shoot well, the Pelicans could be in this. But after a while, and I, and I don't think this has anything to do with the Blazers. I don't think this has to do with any other team. This was the Warriors coming out with their A game. And when they have their A game, teams are not going to be able to stay with them, whether they have Steph or not. And you think about Klay Thompson. You know, we were worried about Klay Thompson focusing so much on defense it would affect his offense. Not tonight. He had 27. When Klay's knocking it down and KD's knocking it down and they're playing defense, what kind of shot do you really have? Well, a team like the Pelicans is going to have trouble. Now, a team like the Houston Rockets, who think that they might be as good as the Warriors, it might be a different story. But I'm just looking at the at the Warriors on the offensive end. just doesn't feel like the Pelicans are going to be able to slow them down. And if the Pelicans then can't score 110, 115 a night, they are going to have a lot of trouble in this series. There's no doubt about it. Let's go to Kevin and Martinez. You're on 95.7. Hey, just uh, wanted to call out my amigo Khaled there and and maybe the two of you two for uh, chatting him up this evening. But uh, after game five, my friend Khaled there was saying the Warriors were having difficulty finding their offense without Steph on the floor. And that, when I heard that, I was screaming in the radio saying, no, that's not true. And sure enough, tonight they kind of showed that, you know, they could play pretty doggone well with without Steph. So looking forward to having him back on uh, game two and ecstatic that uh, got a chance to talk to the two of you and all the love to Khaled. We love you dearly. I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> and thanks a lot. And, and, and you're welcome for us, in essence, giving you the time of day. Uh, because I'm not sure that you deserved it before the game. Because you were ripping our boy Khaled. But nevertheless, we, we hung in there and we had a nice conversation uh, with you. I, the, the thing about the, the playoffs, you know, I, I know it looks like a mismatch after game one. And it very well may be a mismatch uh, over the course of this series. But it's not outside the realm of possibility that Curry comes back Tuesday. He struggles a little bit. The Warriors look a little disjointed. Uh, maybe the Pelicans can hang in there a little long uh, and, and keep it close, make something happen down the stretch. But what you do see is Pelicans have to play terrific to beat the Warriors. The Warriors just have to kind of play okay to beat the Pelicans, especially if they're wound up on the defensive end. And the the fact that the Pelicans' backcourt absolutely dominated Portland's backcourt, which ain't too shabby, by the way, but then on a night like tonight, they really can't get anything going offensively. It It really shows you how complete a team the Warriors are. They they defend and they score, and that's basketball. And when they play it at a high level for an extended period of time, it does get tough to imagine beating them, not just in a game, but in a four game, in a, you know, four times over the course of a series. So we'll see what happens in game two. I do, I do think things can change, but I also think tonight showed that there's a talent uh, talent gap between these two teams, and it may get a little wider if Steph Curry comes back Tuesday. I like to think we're all uh, an Oracle family here. Well, 
I don't think we are, but. I do. Okay. And we had to back our family tonight, our buddy Khaled. And he now joins us as he's leaving Oracle. You know, Khaled, we had your back against uh, these guys earlier tonight. Oh, I know for a fact you guys had my back. So, you know, let me take a moment right now to talk about Kevin and Bob, who decided to show up at the Oracle maybe about three years ago. You know, so <laughs> let's not talk about what Khaled says or what Khaled doesn't say. Khaled's been here day in, day out for many, many years. So let's bust out those shiny three-year-old jerseys and all the rest of that stuff that you come into the into the Oracle with. We welcome you because we love the bandwagon. That means things are going great. So, but when I come on the radio and I talk to these two gentlemen, I talk real basketball and we talk reality. So the reality was, the Warriors didn't bring the effort that we wanted to see in Game 5. And a big part of that was the Spurs defense. But we have to call out our team that we love and that we breathe and that we do everything for when we come out here, whether they're winning or losing. Not when they're winning and talking about how great they are. And then when they lose, you disappear and you find a new team's jersey. So let's talk about the fact that today we saw what we love to see over here in the town And as Warriors fans, we saw the team bring their A game. They brought their A game. They came out there firing and having fun and just launching up and playing freewheeling, running the offense, and playing that thing called defense that we love to see. The Spurs, Steiny called it it the last time when we were talking about it. He said a part of it's the effort, but a lot of it has to do with Popovich's defensive system and the fact that that team sticks with it and gave the Warriors a hard time. So let's be realistic. The Pelicans are nowhere near the defensive team that the Spurs are. The Warriors exposed a young Pelicans team who has great talent but is a ways away from being able to step up and play against this championship team. And just like, just like the number of hairs on Bob's head, the Pelicans may get one win. <laughs> so let's uh, have a great night. I love the two of what? them dearly as well. What I got a question for you. What what does Angela think of tonight's victory? Warriors all the way. NBA champion. All right, I'm going to need more from Angela next game. All right, call Ed. Tell her. Tell her that. All right, guys. See you guys. All right, buddy. All right. Have a good one. Alvin Gentry opens his press conference, and his quote is, "Well." That didn't go as planned. <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny. You know, he, he knows what he's up against. I mean, it's... He helped build this. He did. He really did. And tonight I did think, you, you look at a you look at a series like, or I'm sorry, a game like tonight, and you, you do start to think that the depth issue... May be a problem for the for the Pelicans. I mean, there's some guys that are unplayable on that team. Uh, and what did he use? He ended up using ten players tonight, but mostly he stays with uh, with about eight. But again, just kind of back to the drawing board for for the Pelicans, and they just they have to play better in all phases of the game, just all phases. If this is like a fight. We're going to find out what kind of what kind of jaw the Pelicans have because they came out in the first round and were knocked down a couple times. Right. 
What are they going to be able to do in round two? Because it was not pretty. We're taking all your phone calls tonight at 888 Warriors with the win, 123-101. to They open up the series one zip. And, boy, that was a beat town. You're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. Our defense stunk the last month of the year. Pretty good most of the year. And it's been good for years, but I think for the last part of the regular season, there wasn't much to play for, and our guys, their effort reflected that. But there's a lot to play for right now, and our guys are bringing it, and the defense has been uh, fantastic through our first six games. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on the home of every Warriors playoff game, 95-7 The Game. Warriors wrap-up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. Chris Towns and Matt Steinmetz here from the Crown Royal Club after the Warriors take down the Pelicans in game one, 123-101. to Tim Jordan, the great engineer, the superstar that he is, been coming to these games for many, many years, said the first half might have been the loudest he's heard, at least in a long, long time. I think it was. Uh, Steve Kerr referenced that, too, in the postgame. Uh, press conference it, it did get loud in the second quarter and it should have because that was one of the best quarters the Warriors have put together this season uh, they were they were sensational they were making shots they were defending they were turning the Pelicans over and look Anthony Davis finishes with 21 points and 10 rebounds tonight and even goes nine for 20 which isn't awful so it's eh, not not it, it looks like not a bad night but he did nothing in the second quarter. And that's when that's when a player like like Anthony Davis has to figure out a way to score against a team like the Warriors, to get to the foul line, to make some kind of play. And uh, the, the reality is that the numbers that he put up tonight, they're hollow. They're flat-out hollow. He didn't make a big basket tonight. Uh, and and the, the reason why is because things got so out of hand in the second quarter that the reality is the entire second half was was 24 minutes of garbage time. I mean, it just was. I don't did it ever get below 17 and even that was very early in the second half. So they've got to figure out a way and I'm talking about the Pelicans if they want to if they want to be competitive in this series. Next their next step has to be to keep the game closer longer and not just keep it close for the first 12 minutes let's go to larry in san francisco good evening larry hey how's it going guys great game by the warriors once again yeah it really well, like was. Always, and like i've been saying uh like it's doing a regular season in the playoffs i always told you guys the regular season for the Warriors is a formality. They got to the playoffs that we seen against the San Antonio Spurs. They turned it on when they had to. I don't believe in that. I just think the Warriors are a much superior team than anybody else in the league right now. And all this doubt about Curry, now, is he going to be ready to play or not? How the Warriors going to react without Curry? Well, you're seeing just what happened, how good this team is. It's a team effort. One guy, Curry's the man, don't get me wrong. I love Curry. He's a great player. But the, the great thing about sports, everything has, everybody's on the same page. And with the Warriors right now, what's making them scary is if they sweep these guys four games and one or just sweep them, well, I feel sorry for Houston. They're going to just be another formality for a playoff team that's happening to be playing them in the playoffs. But tell them out. All right. We'll see. We'll see. I, I, 
I think the one difference with Houston, Houston might think they're better than the Warriors. I don't think the Pelicans think that. I think the Pelicans think, you know, if we play really well and we get some breaks, we can we can maybe beat this team. But I think the Rockets right now, they think they can beat the Warriors. And I, I don't know if they will or not, but that's the first thing you need to have if you really want to beat them. you got to believe you can beat them. And I'm not sure the Pelicans – I'm not sure the Pelicans think they can unless some things go right. Well, when their uh, head is hitting the pillow tonight, whatever they... First of all, I don't think heads are going to hit the pillow for a while if you're a New Orleans Pelican. New Orleans Pelican player or coach or front office office guy made the... And similarly, some Warrior guys are going to hit the pillow late tonight, too, because... The move of the game from Monday to Tuesday, that's huge. Because the Warriors aren't going to practice tomorrow. I wouldn't be surprised if the Pelicans don't practice either. So, anyway, getting back to the heads hitting the pillow. Well, I, they, what, what are you really thinking? I mean. Thinking you've you got to play better. I mean, it's that simple. I mean, that you sounds play better. great, but. Hey, what, sometimes it happens. Whatever, sometimes you whatever, get blown out. <laughs> whatever you thought, they did this to you without Steph Curry. That has to be in your mind. These guys are humans. They're not robots. They have to know. By the way, you're listening to KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco, the radio home for every single Warriors playoff. With all due respect to Steph Curry, I mean, how much better can they be than tonight? I mean, seriously. They played well offensively. They were terrific defensively. I mean, I guess they could be a little more exciting with Curry. And, yeah, they could... Obviously, be better on both, but I mean, they were really good tonight. It's going to be Steph Curry's first game back on Tuesdays. Played what twenty five minutes in a, almost two months, so maybe there'll be some some adjustment there. I, I could see a scenario in which the Warriors don't play as well Tuesday as they do or as they did tonight, just because Curry's coming back and he may not quite be the Curry that we saw when he left. So. We'll see. I've seen a lot of game twos that look a lot different from game ones. Let's go to Mo in West Oakland. Go ahead, Mo. Stymie, how you doing, man? Uh, remember I called you guys. Well, you probably don't remember. You guys get a lot of calls. But I called you guys Friday. Um, what I've always noticed in the NBA and most sports, it takes steps to get to the chip. New Orleans is taking their steps. I remember when the Warriors were taking their steps. They ran into San Antonio. You you go against this juggernaut. You find out you don't have the, the, the pieces in place. You don't have the experience. And the, and the lights get a little bit brighter as you go up. Right now, to me, I wasn't worried. I'm not worried about the Pelicans only because the main reason, they haven't been here before. The Warriors have, have did what they had to do to get here. The Pelicans are not there yet, so to me, I'm not worried about that. I was surprised at how bad they beat them without Steph, but to me, I wasn't worried because of that. The the Pelicans have a long way to go. They may have to go through this thing a few times before they get to uh, to the level. Let me ask ask you this. Where, Where do you think the Rockets are? Now, the Rockets, they're there. Because you have to remember, the Rockets have been through the, 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 the trial of losing playoff uh, series. So mm-hmm. when, if, when the, if the Warriors meet the Rockets, 
The Rockets are going to be a, a way tougher challenge. They've been there. They're, way, they're going to be way more hungrier yeah. than any other playoff, including Utah and including the Pelicans, because they've been there and been so close. So that's going to be a totally different animal than this one. But I appreciate you guys taking the call, man. I take uh, the rest of your answers off, off the phone. Thanks. Yeah, I, I think he's – I think the caller's right. What, what was the caller's name? Do we remember? That was Mo. 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 Uh, I think Mo's, Mo hit the nail on the head. He really did. And that's why I think Utah looked terrific against the Oklahoma City Thunder, but I think Houston's going to take care of Utah. And then it's going to be Houston against the Warriors. And the Warriors are going to be the favorites, and I, I would bet on the Warriors. But Mo is right. Houston's been there enough that it's probably not going to be easy. And even if it's a 4-1 series, I guarantee you there's going to be some close games uh, because the Rockets, they've, they've been there and failed a bunch. He's right. I mean, Utah hasn't been there uh, or hasn't advanced past where they are now. The Pelicans are there for the first time. and I mean, they made the playoffs a few years ago, but the, the, these aren't mainstays in the playoffs. So I think Mo, uh, Mo's right on the money there. The play of the game is brought to you by American Express, proud partners of the Golden State Warriors. Ball stolen by Davis, deflected right back to Draymond to Clay in the corner, and he hit another one! Thompson with his third triple, and the Warrior bench celebrating right now. It's 76-48 Golden State. They were having a good time tonight. I mean, they were... There was, there was joy in this uh, performance. Yeah, there was. There was. What do you want me to tell you? Yeah, they They're are. laughing. Clay Thompson sticking out his tongue. The bench is like, uh, there was some fun stuff going on tonight. No, they. That was one of the most, uh, that one of the more exciting postseason games. Probably the most exciting in terms of the Warriors this year. So. Our man JD is with us. He can pop on a headset whenever he wants. Yes, he will. But we got to do the stop of the game. The stop of the game brought to you by Quick Stop Markets. Fill up and load up at Quick Stop. Salmon Hill, one dribble, took it to trouble, and the trouble was waiting. It's Draymond Green with the block. Yeah, Draymond Green, fourth career. Fourth career triple-double in the playoffs. How many, did, I see, did I see that they still have never lost a game 26-0 when Draymond Green has a triple-double? That's pretty amazing. It's, you know, we talk about, I think the Warriors are 0-6 this year when Durant scores 40 or more. The fact that they're 26-0 when Draymond has a triple-double is... I mean, that's a legitimate correlation, I think you can say. John Dickinson's going to join us. We'll find out what they were saying in the locker room. Warriors with the win, 123-101. to You're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up right here on 95.7 The Game, presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. Clay Thompson dribbles up top, throws to Draymond. He's open, he'll fire, and bury a three. Found money. Money green. Yelling at Jim for having this guy sitting in the paint like I'm not going to shoot. 
That's more fun than the actual three. If I really want to see a three, I could just pass the ball to one of them. <laughs> but <laughs> talking to Jen and Irm over there on the bench, uh, when they come up with their game plan, I knock it down. It's more fun for me. Now back to Warriors wrap-off on the home of every Warriors playoff game. 95-7, the game. Draymond giving it to the uh, Pelicans bench. By the way, Draymond, three straight games of 15 rebounds or more in the playoffs. The last Warrior to do that, Larry Smith, back in 1987. Raymond Ritter gave us that. John Dickinson joins us. Chris Townsend, Matt Steinmetz. It's Warriors wrap-up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. I didn't catch all of the Draymond Green. What He was talking about the Pelicans bench. Daring him to shoot the three, essentially. Yeah, he's talking. Yeah. yeah, he was talking about. He was talking about taking joy in talking to Gentry and Darren Ehrman for gotcha. leaving him open to take the shot. He said that's more fun than actually making the shot. But that's oh, how the question you. was asked. I got you. The question you. was: Is it more fun to hit a three, or is it more fun to talk to Alvin Gentry after the fact? I got you. You know, it's so Draymond's so funny. He's so funny because. You have to give something up, and the most logical thing is to have Draymond Green shoot threes. And he's the smartest, one of the smartest players in the league. So he knows that it's sound strategy to have him be the one to shoot it. And yet he's still he's going to use that as motivation for himself, even though if he were coaching against himself, he'd do the same thing. You have to do that. Yeah, there's no doubt. You absolutely have to do it, and time and time again, teams get burned by it. I mean, yeah, yeah every once in a while, he'll have a, a real bad stretch or a bad game, and if other guys aren't hitting shots, then it becomes a situation where you know that can pose some problems for the Warriors. But I still think, for the most part, over the last four years since he's been the starter, he's hit more than enough of them for everything to be okay. Yeah, and tonight he's tonight he was one for two. All right, he made one three, and he only took two. I think that's a really good sign because Draymond sometimes uh, takes threes when the Warriors aren't clicking offensively. That that's kind of why he has to take them or why he does take them. But I think when the Warriors are clicking, he almost doesn't even think about uh, three pointers. So tonight he takes two. One was. A wide open one. And then the second one was just kind of a, a little bit of a heat check. N- not even a heat check because he wasn't hot. But it was in a semi-transition. And he he caught and shoot from behind the line. Uh, it was easy. It, it wasn't a big deal because they were up and the stakes weren't high. But one for two, I think that's a sign that the Warriors offense is, is moving well. J.D., talk of an A game. An A game that we've been waiting to see from this team. Yeah, it, it was an A game, but it really defensively and defensively in the second quarter. I mean, that's what keyed it. You know, there's always the question when Stephen Curry is playing, you know, is the offense leading to the defense? Is the defense leading to the offense? I, I think tonight was a clear cut example of the defense led to the offense, the hustle plays. I mean, you got players flying around, saving balls out of bounds, loose balls. The Warriors are going after, and it's turning into transition opportunities. Both teams want to play fast, but it's which team can make you pay for the mistakes or can force the turnovers to where 
you can score easily. That's what changes these games between these two teams individually, and I think that's what changes the series. And you look at tonight, it was the Warriors' defense snuffing out Anthony Davis some, forcing some turnovers. Well, Miritich wasn't hitting. Holiday was a, a non-factor. I think at one point I asked you, Matt, if he's even on the court because he, he wasn't doing a whole lot, but it was the defense of the Warriors putting their imprint on the game tonight. Well, the bottom line is Anthony Davis didn't play well. Drew Holiday didn't play well. Rondo was okay. And Miritich didn't play well. Well, guess what? You're going to get blown out then. I think the most troubling thing, if if I were a, a Pelicans fan, I would be disappointed that Anthony Davis, at the moment where the game got out of hand, just couldn't do anything to stop the run. He what, just couldn't. What's his go-to move? He doesn't have a go-to move. He he doesn't have a repeatable uh, shot that he takes all the time. And he can post up some. He, I mean, if you look at how Anthony Davis scores, he scores in a variety of different ways. But you're right, J.D., I don't know that he hangs his hat on any one thing. It's not really go down on the left block and I'm going to power through you or shoot over you. It's not necessarily high pick and roll. They can isolate him sometimes out high. Uh, Sometimes it's just, you know, pick and pop for a 20-footer or whatever. Uh, But, yeah, I'm not sure what that one move is when he has to get something done. And, again, that, that plays, I think, a little bit into the Warriors' hands because, like we were just talking about, when you have two teams that want to get up and down, it's how do you prevent an 8-2 or a 10-0 run from becoming 24-2 to or 41-14 right. to before the Pelicans scored the final seven of the second quarter? I just wonder how demoralized they are. And, and to me, if the Golden State Warriors come out and give a great effort, I don't know what the Pelicans can do. It would, it, to me, game two is all about the effort you're going to get from Golden State. I mean, you're, tonight you're leaving this arena. Steph Curry didn't play, and you got absolutely worked. Yeah, and I think you know Alvin Gentry said they're not going to do – anything really differently. They're just going to keep playing their game. They're not going to start walking the ball up the court, playing slow. They're going to do what they do, but they're going to have to do it in a in a better fashion, in a smarter fashion. Rajon Rondo called some of the mistakes that they made defensively inexcusable in that second quarter. You know, just lack of communication. They got beat on a bunch of cuts mm-hmm. to the basket for, for wide-open layups and dunks. I mean, there's a transition play where what Sean Livingston just waltzed right down the lane. There was a, a player right there. I can't remember who it was. Was right there under the basket. Didn't even try to challenge him. It was like he was more concerned about whoever was going to be in the corner. And Livingston went right down the lane and dunked it uh, without any kind of play on the ball being made. I mean, it was just a really... Uh, they were overwhelmed, and the crowd got into it. That was another big theme downstairs in the press conference sure. was just the crowd. You know, Steve Kerr said he thought it was as loud as it's been all year long, kind of a funky regular season here that we've talked about a lot uh, on these postgame shows. Uh, but tonight, I, I think you could feel the fans a little bit. They feared what could happen tonight with how well the Pelicans played a good point. in the first round. And without Curry for one more game, they brought it. And I think the Warriors brought it. And the game had a little bit more of an edge to it. And I think that helped the Warriors 
go on that big run, almost as if Curry was playing. That felt like a Curry hits three or four threes kind of a run in the second quarter. Yeah, and I, I mean, I get it. I get it if you're the Pelicans and you just got beat by 30 or whatever it was, 20, 22, and they didn't have Curry, and now Curry's coming back, and you feel like all hope is lost. It, it, it doesn't work that way. It, it just doesn't work that way. The Warriors aren't going to win by 60 uh, on Tuesday because Curry's playing. Uh, it, it, I expect that game to be more difficult, clearly. Um, but even though I think it's going to be a closer and more competitive game, yes, there were some signs in tonight's game that lead me to believe that if the Warriors have consistent effort in this series, they're going to win the series. Maybe they'll lose a game. I don't know. But this is – the Warriors can slow down the Pelicans. I don't know if the Pelicans can slow down the Warriors. And the Pelicans don't want to slow down the Warriors. I mean, that's that's the thing. They just they want to keep they want to keep up. And I think they felt. I mean, look, we were talking about it five hours ago. How you know the Pelicans can keep up, and the Pelicans have guys that have played very well, and they've got weapons, and they have matchup problems. But the reality is, in a game full of odd matchups early the Warriors were able to find more matchups that favored them and I think that's where you often have to remember Townie the Warriors still have three all-stars even without Curry and that's more than any other team in the league and maybe the best pure scorer in the NBA in Durant why and (laughs) top five maybe with Clay Thompson oh and by the way they got Curry coming back he can score a little is that any good? He ain't bad. Well, and now you can ease Curry. I'll give you. And now you can ease Curry back in. You know, he's probably going to play. The plan is for him to play on Tuesday. Warriors are not going to have a, a formal practice tomorrow. Although Steve Kerr did say that Curry will be able to get a workout in. They'll have a full practice on Monday, and then the game on Tuesday. But now you can work Curry in. You can either start him and limit his minutes, or you can bring him off the bench and limit his minutes in that twenty twenty five range. And you've got a couple of more days before you play game three. Yeah, I I mean, how do you take Nick Young out of the starting lineup at this point, though, J.D.? <laughs> Gee, why did he start? What's the rationale there? They had to go small, and they wanted the floor spacing, and they didn't want to play a center. They didn't want to give – they didn't want to have somebody on the floor that the Pelicans would double off of. The Pel- They were concerned with the way – the Pelicans defended the Blazers that they anybody that couldn't shoot, big, small, whatever, anybody that couldn't shoot, that was whoever's man that was, they were going to double, and they were going to trap, and that's how they were going to try and force turnovers yeah. and force the Warriors out of their offense. So the Warriors said, okay, we're, we're going to put a shooter out there. Nick Young may not do a lot of things well, but he can shoot the basketball, or he's at least a threat to shoot the you basketball. better guard him. You got to guard him. So you can't help off of him right. necessarily. Otherwise, you're going to yeah. give him two, three open looks. And he hit one shot early. Look, he, I don't think he was really good tonight. Minus seven on a night where just about everybody was a positive, but he didn't kill him. I actually and, don't think he was bad either. Though. I agree. I, he didn't kill him, and the Warriors wound up taking control of the game. So it was just a matter of having a guard, a player that you have to honor as opposed to JaVale McGee, who you would right. just leave alone, essentially, and the only way he can hurt you is on a lob at the rim. 
It is now time to hear from Clay Thompson and Draymond Green. It's brought to you by Farah. Check out Farah.com and discover a new way to sell your home that's completely free for sellers. Draymond Green got the first question. He was asked, how did this game break open there in the second quarter? I think we just stayed the course. You know, um, I think we were playing pretty good there in the first quarter, uh, but they were there to score some points. You know, when we came to the bench at the end of that quarter, you know, we know they're going to score, but 34 points is too much. And we talked about that. We got off to a good start uh, defensively. And, you know, once our defense kind of showed up and started to make stands, that's when the game turned for us. Draymond, to uh, the way you guys were able to get out and transition in the, in the second quarter and really pull away, how, how much did that come from the defense and, and really sort of ignite you guys? Hustle plays, everything. Uh, I mean, it all starts with the defense. You know, when we can – I mean, they're a pretty good defense team when they get set. But if we can push the tempo, um, you know, and try to get stuff in transition, that's big for us. And, you know, so that was key, and obviously that starts with stops. Uh, we got a lot of deflections. So able to come up with the loose balls, and then, you know, on any, at any given point, we got five guys on the floor that can just push the tempo with shooters, you know, Clay shooting the lights out and Nick hitting some shots, uh, Dre hitting some shots, KD. You know, it's, it's very key that, you know, we get stops and try to push that tempo, and defense was the key to start that off. What did you think of the starting lineup move to go small, and, and what does it particularly mean for you uh, to kind of get downsized to center? Um, I think you know I think it was a great move. Uh, you know, it's kind of stemming from the way they played CJ and Damian. Uh, you know, where they was just kind of sending guys off shooters to double them and take them out the game. Uh, to, to you know add Nick into the lineup, a third scorer, a third shooter. Uh, I think it was big. Um, you know, he hit a couple shots for us and was able to get it going, and so. And for me, uh, I mean, it just means I got to guard Anthony Davis a little bit more. Uh, you know, hold hold the fort down, try to, you know, protect the rim, rebound the basketball. But, you know, nothing that I haven't done before. Draymond, some guys would think uh, having to guard Anthony Davis on one possession and Ray John Rondo the next would be uh, quite a challenge. I, I get the sense that you – is it fun? It is fun. Uh, you know, just trying to mentally – you know, flip that switch. Uh, it's completely different in guarding both guys. Uh, no, but I have a lot of fun doing it. Um, you know, just kind of switching out on different guys or, you know, switching my matchups. Uh, you know, I take pride in that. For for Clay, uh, a couple nights ago you said, hey, you would, you're hoping Steph's back, but you're not counting on it. And if he's back, hallelujah. Uh, what was kind of the mindset, thinking he might be back for tonight, then hearing he's not? and now getting this victory without him and knowing he's probably coming back for the next one? Um, well, we played well in this postseason without Steph. It hasn't been that easy as it looks, but um, we've adjusted to life without him. And, you know, hopefully he comes back Tuesday, but we still have to have the same mindset if he isn't. So I think that's when we're at our best. But even if he does come back, it's natural, you know, human emotion to be kind of, you know, relaxed because we have so much production coming back in our lineup. But... That's going to be a test for us just to, you know, put that away in our minds and just focus on our task at hand and not depend on Steph to save the day. He's done it plenty of times, but uh, we have a very deep team that's, you know, playmakers all around. And then, you know, do this together. Just don't relax just because Steph's coming back. He's going to give us a huge boost, but we cannot relax. So, yes, Steph Curry. Going to be interesting. I had people uh, coming up to us before we came on the air going, do they even need to play him on Tuesday after an effort like this? 
I think it's a fair question. I don't think it's going to happen. Matt, I'll get your take on I, it. I don't. But I think, think it is a fair question. Oh, it's a fair question, but he's playing Tuesday, and he's got to play Tuesday if he's ready to play. But you can ease him in, and that's the thing I keep coming back to is you could you could say, you know what, he's going to be on a 24-minute limit. That, that's fine. And you ease him in, and I, I do think there's a benefit to bringing him back in that setting. You're already up 1-0. It's a home game. You're going to manage his minutes. How loud is it going to be when he checks in? Amazing. Oh, he may wow. start. He may start. I think he's more likely to start now than I would have thought before the game, just based on the way. Because well, it, yeah, it, it it's going to be tricky because if or they, you could start him and play. You could start him and play. You or you could not start him and play Nick Young like you did today, five four five no minutes, doubt. and then put Curry in for him. Or you could, but let's say you start him. He'll probably play eight minutes at least in the first yeah, quarter. Maybe I would six. Think. I, I don't know. I kind of okay. feel like it's more six minute stretches. But I, what I'm getting at is, if he's going to play, which he should, if he's healthy, you want to at least have him available for the last four minutes of a close game. Now I know it's easy to say ah, it's not going to be close. I mean, but if it is, it might be. Yeah. I know. Yeah. You know how game twos can be different. So you're going to want him. That you're going to want to have the Curry option in a close game late. Yeah, and I think there there is a way to do that. I mean, whether you play him, let's say he comes in middle of the first quarter, you play him nine at that point. Well, maybe you play him nine there, you play him the final three of the second. Well, that's about twelve. You you come in, you, you maybe you play him, maybe you play him nine, you, or play him six in the third quarter. Then you've got what six left to play with. So if you want to do that, the last six. If you want to, the only thing is. Kerr doesn't like to do stuff like because that that'll throw everything into a, a different rotation. Uh, but you know you do make you make allowances when Steph Curry's coming back. That's true. That's uh, another thing. Steph Curry is security. So is Arlo. And Arlo, what it's done for us and our families, fantastic. You go to Arlo.com. These cameras are absolutely incredible. 1080 HP. I mean. I got to tell you, Matt, when you think about these cameras and how good they have been through the winter, how good they are at night, it just doesn't get any better. And what you're able to do with the app on your phones, um, it's just wonderful. I mean, it just gives you that peace of mind that if you don't have it, you need to go to Best Buy right now or you need to check out Arlo.com. I mean, it's the the thing I like about a townie is it's so simple. All you have to do is download the app, and then it's all right there for you. It's not complicated. It's very simple. Uh, you can get real-time notifications uh, when the camera catches something or when there's motion in front of the camera. So, yeah, I mean, what we started in the fall. We went through the winter. Now we're in the spring. Yeah. Arlo, four, you know, four seasons. It'll do it it for you all four seasons. I like that. Hey, and the two-way talk, someone comes to your door, and you have the camera set up at your door, you you don't have to get off your couch. You can sit there and talk to the person at your front door. (laughs) I've been in Tahoe and talked to somebody at my front door. It's truly amazing. So you go to Arlo.com or you go to Best Buy right now to get your hands on it and check out Arlo. All right, J.D., uh, big win, 123 to 101. We'll be back on Tuesday getting you ready for game two. Looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun.
And I'll be back on the air within a few hours. A's baseball tomorrow morning at 1030. So that'll do it for Warriors wrap-up. For Matt Steinmetz, Chris Towns, and John Dickinson, we'll see you all on Tuesday for Game 2. Right here on 95.7 The Game, the home of the Golden State Warriors.